This is a Socialist News and Views special report. I'm Nick Schillingford coming to you from the Urban Cabin Studios in South Minneapolis with this special report. The Anglican bishop, theologian, anti-apartheid, and human rights activist Archbishop Desmond Tutu died on December 26, 2021, just after Christmas and just before the new year. He was 90 years old, being born on the 7th of October, 1931. This two-minute clip from Fox 6 News, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that was aired on the day of his death, highlights the award given to Tutu by the university and the study abroad program set up there. Have a listen. Archbishop Tutu's work to not only in South Africa's apartheid system, but to also maintain peace after its fall drew praise from across the world. Fox 6's Sam Kramer is live at Marquette University, where Tutu was honored nearly two decades ago. Yeah, hi there, Gabrielle. Tutu became just the sixth person since 1969 to receive the Per Marquette Discovery Award. It's the university's highest honor given to those who achieve an extraordinary breakthrough in advancing humanity. Shortly after, Marquette created a study abroad program in South Africa where students and faculty shared experience with Tutu firsthand. In the eyes of those who knew him. He's probably one of the most extraordinary people I've ever met. Archbishop Desmond Tutu never gave in to fear. Robert Deal formed a relationship with Tutu, first as a Catholic priest in Cape Town, South Africa, where Tutu used his pulpit to advocate for black, mixed race, and Indian South Africans all suffering during the apartheid. It was always his courage and his purpose to go where people hurt most and give them hope. After the apartheid's end in 1990, then President Nelson Mandela chose Tutu to chair the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, work that would ultimately lead to his Nobel Peace Prize. Both victim and victimizer would come and tell their stories and come to reconcile with each other and make peace rather than bloodshed. That's what brought Tutu to Marquette. He received the university's highest honor in 2003 for breakthrough work that advanced humanity. Deal then grew closer to Tutu as the university's dean of the College of Professional Services, helping develop a study abroad program in South Africa for students to learn from someone he calls one of the most important people of the 20th century. I had a number of listeners and comrades talk to me about Desmond Tutu. Some of you asked me to make this episode because you didn't know that much about his life. Some said that Desmond Tutu was one of the few voices giving us hope. One listener said, please do not omit his commitment to Palestinian liberation and his opposition to the illegal Israeli occupation, his strong support for LGBT plus civil liberties. South Africa, nicknamed the Rainbow Nation because of its polycultural composition, was the fifth nation in the world to achieve marriage equality. and his hatred of capitalism. Included with that message is this quote from Desmond Tutu, quote, I have been to the occupied Palestinian territory and I have witnessed the racially segregated roads and housing that reminded me so much of the conditions we experienced in South Africa under the racist system of apartheid. It was noted on Socialist Viewpoint in their November-December 2015 publication that 
64 public figures, seven Nobel laureates call for arms embargo on Israel. Included in these Nobel laureates, it said, was Desmond Tutu. Here is another quote from Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Quote, I can't, for the life of me, imagine that God will say, I will punish you because you are black, you should have been white. I will punish you because you are a woman, you should have been a man. I will punish you because you are homosexual, you ought to have been heterosexual. I can't, for the life of me, believe that is how God sees things. In December 1960, Desmond Tutu was ordained an Anglican priest at St. Mary's Cathedral. Tutu was Bishop of Johannesburg from 1985 to 1986. He was Archbishop of Cape Town from 1986 to 1994. Tutu died from cancer in Cape Town. He was a Dean of St. Mary's Cathedral, reluctantly accepted a position as Bishop of Lesotho, and was Chair of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. In later life, he strongly opposed ejecting various American and Canadian Anglican churches from the Anglican Communion after they expressed pro-LGBT stances. He advocated strongly the need to combat HIV-AIDS. According to Wikipedia, after the church's opposition to same-sex sexual acts was reaffirmed, Tutu wrote the Archbishop of Canterbury stating, quote, I am ashamed to be an Anglican, end quote. In 2010, Tutu said he was retiring from public life. Again from Wikipedia, quote, in May 2013, he declared that he would no longer vote for the ANC, stating that while the party was, quote, very good at leading us in the struggle to be free from oppression, it had done a poor job in countering inequality, violence, and corruption, end quote. Desmond Tutu also spoke out against tar sands, oil extraction in Canada, and called for a boycott of companies financing climate change injustices. Jacobin has an article on December 29th of 2021, the title, Desmond Tutu Never Sold Out the Liberation Struggle. The article is by Clara and Lester and Carolee Osborne. The article says, after the death of the human rights activist and anti-apartheid campaigner, tributes came in from all over the world and across the political spectrum, but, quote, in the international press, most sought to sanitize Tutu's radicalism and present him purely as the Nobel Peace Laureate who championed rainbowism, the South African post-apartheid paradigm of forgiveness and reconciliation, end quote. The article singles out The Guardian as a liberal paper that also, quote, ignore his more radical political stances, end quote. In this category, the Jacobin article places drawing parallels between Israel-Palestinian conflict and apartheid South Africa and his call for George Bush and Tony Blair to be tried as war criminals for the invasion of Iraq. But it says some criticisms of Desmond Tutu have been put forward by younger activists on Twitter who claim South Africa's Truth and Reconciliation Commission did not provide justice and closure for the majority because it failed to jail apartheid participants and did not redistribute the land. The article argues that Desmond Tutu was not responsible for any failings with the transitional justice process. The article says the ANC failed to implement many of the committee's recommendations. You can read the whole article on Jacobin.com. Another quote from Archbishop Desmond Tutu that was sent to us. Quote, I would refuse to go to a homophobic heaven. No, I would say sorry. I mean, I would much rather go to the other place. End quote. He said that at the launch of the Free and Equal campaign in Cape Town, and it appears to have first been reported in English press by the BBC in July 2013. Archbishop Desmond Tutu was also clearly anti-capitalist. He said, quote, 
I have said before, and I say it again now, that I hate capitalism, and I want a system that is caring, that is sharing, that is compassionate, end quote. The Washington Post reported in 1986 that Desmond Tutu described himself as a socialist, saying, quote, all my experiences with capitalism, I'm afraid, have indicated that it encourages some of the worst features in people, eat or be eaten. It is underlined by the survival of the fittest. I can't buy that. I mean, maybe it's the awful face of capitalism, but I haven't seen the other face, end quote. And now we listen to a portion of a lecture from Desmond Tutu at Nehru Memorial Museum and Library in New Delhi on November 5th, 2013. This was the inaugural L.C. Jane Memorial Lecture. The lecture is labeled, We Have a Choice, which Tutu says he is paraphrasing from Dr. King. I remember uh, going to um, San Francisco and I was walking in, in, in the road, uh, minding my own business, as I always do. Uh, and this lady came up, uh, and she was quite effusive and warm, and she greeted me. Hello, Archbishop Mandela. sort of getting two for the price of one. <laughs> it really is a very, very great privilege and honor to have been asked to give this inaugural uh, lecture. It gives me the opportunity of yet again expressing on behalf of millions and millions of my compatriots and on my own behalf, our profound gratitude to you, people of India, for your distinguished part in our liberation. We in our country have won a great prize in our political freedom, as I indicated, assisted by the international community, egged on by yourselves. But it will be a precarious political freedom. A very great risk if we do not do something drastic and quickly to narrow the gap between the poor and the rich, between the haves and the have-nots. We have made tremendous strides in so many, many areas. It's fantastic, you know. In Cape Town we live not very far from a high school which before 1994 admitted only 
white pupils. Today, you know, you can often just stand there and watch as you see the demography of South Africa spread on the playing fields of this high school under the apartheid dispensation police used to climb trees to peep into bedrooms to check whether black and white were in bed together. And today you see mixed couples pushing a pram with a baby of undetermined hue inside. And and so far as I can make out the sky is still in place. <laughs> yes. We have come a very, very long way. But all of that is at great risk. If we do not, in our country, narrow the gap between the poor and the rich, between the haves and the have-nots, we must recognize the poor amongst us as our sisters and brothers, as members of our family. You probably have heard of this thing that we have at home. Ubuntu. The essence of being human. We say a person is a person through other persons. That none of us could ever be utterly self-sufficient. For the totally self-sufficient is subhuman. The poor amongst us are our sisters and brothers, not figuratively, but in the most real sense that we belong in one family, God's family, the human family. And if we do not give 
those who are poor amongst us a leg up. They will, as sure as anything, bring the whole edifice tumbling down. We have a choice. To paraphrase Martin Luther King Jr., another staunch disciple of Gandhi, we have a choice. We can live, we can choose to live together as brothers and sisters or perish together as fools. And that is our special report on Archbishop Desmond Tutu. I encourage everyone to do more research on this nonviolent socialist, human rights defender, and moving speaker. We end this special report with a song from the 1992 film Serafina, starring Whoopi Goldberg. The song, Siyalele Mama, in English, Mother, We Are Under Attack. The lyrics of the song were written by Hugh Masekela. Oh, <laughs> 
As always, if you have any other comments or tributes on the life or death of Desmond Tutu, please share those with us. You can find us on Facebook or send your thoughts to socialist.news.views at gmail.com. This has been a Socialist News and Views special report.